Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of buildup. Feel the beat. Check out my subwoofer as I circle Francis Park. Feel that bass, uh. You go to the bird. Mm. Nah, St. Mary's. Uh. This is the remix. Welcome to Balloon Party. It's driven by Mungan at St. Louis Accurate. Alton Toyota, my name is Tim McKernan. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable for so many reasons. That's Jackson Burkett. That's believable. Well, you know, it's still a pleasure to have me. <laughs> Jackson Taylor Twelman will be had as well by Together Credit Union. Boy, how like you did a bong rip over there. What was that about? Uh, you coughed, and then you were surprised by your own cough. Well, it was, it was like a. I don't want to get too graphic, but it was there was a it was a cough with some like malicious intent. What does like, that mean? It wasn't like a throat clearing cough. It was like a cough that I was like, "Ooh, what was that?" What's going on? I don't know. Something to monitor, though. We will keep an eye on it throughout the course of this hour. We also have the little piddles Tuesday. And half. You nailed it once again, Tim. Presented by the Angry Beaver. Uh, watch the program on the Air Alliance team studio cams on YouTube and, uh, and see what's doing. Talk it over. More 101 listeners or TMA listeners in there? I'll go in there and I'll take a look and see what's doing. We have Taylor Twelman presented by Ta- Together Credit Union. As City has the West. Who's next? Well, the answer is Vancouver, but who will be the opponent in the playoffs? What does all of this mean here now that they can kind of take it easy a little bit? I mean, let's be honest about it. Can't catch Cincinnati, and nobody can catch you in the West, so you settle in. What's the move? We'll see what Teller has to say and what we can expect. It's best of three in the first round. And then one game decides it all. Well, those games will take place in St. Louis at City Park. The best of three, the second game, will take place in whoever wins that wild card game, eight versus nine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I, uh, I, I know the atmosphere is going to be world-class, and I remember thinking back to that first St. Louis City game that they won. Uh, Joe Klaus made a great run towards the end of the game, and I watched it, and there was a win. I was like, that's awesome. Like, It's really cool that they're going to start with a win. I'm not expecting much this season. No, and to win no. the West... All the Western Conference players got to come through St. Louis. Like you couldn't have ever imagined an expansion team like this. How do you do? It's really awesome, and it's just a credit to everybody involved with City SC over there. So we'll talk that over with Taylor Twelman, 1035, presented by Together Credit Union. This is Balloon Party. Driven by Munganass, St. Louis Hack, you're all in Toyota on 101 ESPN and on YouTube. Hop on into the YouTube chat. Uh, I'm wearing a Defense Doggies t-shirt. Defense. Jackson's wearing his Mizzou t-shirt. Uh, we are locked in. We are local. And we are all St. Louis all all the time. You like that? I love that. I think it should be used as a promo for Ooh. our show. 
Thank you. I just uh, saw the little piddles half and half in my email. Yeah, it's there. It's okay. sitting there. It's, just, right, it's, it's like it's just like a little cute little friend there. It's like, about Ohio State and Peacock. Oh, yeah, well, let's get into that now. Okay, fine. Sure. It's, it's your half and half. Angry Beaver sponsors it. Yep. Mention piddles. Five dollars off any pizza at the Angry Beaver. Ohio yeah. State fans are up in arms about their game this weekend versus Purdue being on Peacock exclusively. Firstly, how do you think? What is that about? Yeah, yeah. What in, is that about? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Why are you like doing Scooby Doo impressions? <laughs> well, that's because there's more. I got some juicy. Oh wow! It's just like this, like a little gossip column all of a sudden. Well, you know. Firstly, how do you think Missouri fans react to being on a streaming service exclusively? Do you think in the era of new media deals for college football, we will see more and more games go exclusively to streamers? Hypothetically, would you take a streamer-exclusive game for Mizzou LSU if it meant it kicked off at 7 p.m.? Yes. Instant. Insta-ship. Insta-ship. You'd take yeah. that? Insta-ship. Yeah. 100%. All right. I, I, was think, I, was, I was wondering where you were going to be on that. Insta-ship, Yes. Because we talk about what's great for the program is night games for recruits, brings the energy. And the fan base. Yeah, but for the fan base, I don't think they would be too thrilled if they had to download another streamer. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. That's the game. I'm not happy that I have Spectrum and YouTube TV and Hulu and Peacock and Apple TV and what else do I have? I mean, it's the way that it is. Now, taking a step back on a general commentary on the state of television, it, and, and, and am I off on this? This is going to be populist, so people are going to like this. It's not my goal. <laughs> I want to make that clear. But every month I'm getting an email saying, oh, your subscription went up. Every month. ESPN was nine ninety nine up until like five days ago. Now it's just ten ninety nine. You just It's your choice. Yep. Take it. Yep. And it just keeps, and every, I mean, every month I get the subscription charges gone through, but then I'll also get the, the Hulu is now up to whatever it is now, seven ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they also, send, at the same time, send you an email saying, if you're sharing your password, we're coming for you. It's brutal. It is brutal. It is a low point. Now, with that all said, all these games weren't available 20 years ago. So from yeah. that standpoint, it has improved. But I just think the way that it is at the moment is a low point. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, if, if Missouri's on, for me, for me, if Missouri's on Peacock, I'm going to watch. I watch City on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. I, en- I enjoy the ease of just knowing they're playing, that's where they are. Right. But yeah, I'm just, just in general, program of Ohio State's brand right. to be on Peacock surprises me. I don't, and I also don't understand what the hell the deal is that that's an NBC product. So the rule... It's, it's Ohio State and Purdue? Yes. And there's... I would think that's Fox or uh, Big Ten Network or uh, ESPN, I guess, has some Big Ten too. Part of the deal with the Big Ten media deal was that like upwards of 10 games across the life of the deal go exclusively on Peacock exclusively on a streamer and so this i guess was i guess ohio state has never been on it so this is the first time that they are but i'm sure that was a juicy part for nbc and peacock they're like well you gotta give us at least ohio state or michigan once you know you gotta give us some more people are come. rutgers in maryland yeah or northwestern iowa you know some iowa's i know more prestigious school but ohio state michigan are obviously the cream of the crop when it comes to big 10 so but I also understand fans being like, what the hell? Like, I pay all this money for my subscription to cable, and now 
basically to watch sports. I mean, outside of live sports, how many people are watching just straight linear television? And if that's the, basically the sole reason you have it, and the game is now on Peacock, I can understand fans being... Well, I, under- I absolutely understand it, but you presented the scenario in which I get the choice of LSU at 7 o'clock or LSU at 11 o'clock without... And it's it's seven o'clock all day long. Yeah. So you think it would be better for the program to be on a streamer where less eyeballs yes. might be, but the time is more. Yes. All right. Hey, listen, I would love it too. Yeah. Maybe selfishly, but I know I would love it. Instantaneous. Instantaneous. Yeah. yeah. And I, I I'm obviously in the this younger is this, generation. This whole thing about the it's it's just a way to. Ah, I'm on HD one, so I got to use a different phrase. Gently caress your undercarriage. Hmm. 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 Uh, that's well, good. It's the 11 o'clock game. Yeah, they think so highly of it. They're putting it up against Texas and Oklahoma. Stop. It's not good. It's in, in well, I mean, Texas A&M, you know, 2.30 against Alabama, but then they'll switch them around the following week. Where's Texas A&M the following week? Well, 2.30 against Tennessee. It's just the brand recognition. Yeah. You win, you get the better time slots. Yeah. Reconcile by winning, Kim English. Reconcile by winning. Not happier time slot. Reconcile by winning. How do you think Texas Oklahoma fans feel about getting the eleven AM kick? That's just the deal with that game. That game is an eleven o'clock game. I, I I don't know I don't know how often that thing is anything but really? an eleven o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know. I just I would think like uh, Mizzou fans were upset about the eleven AM kick. Well it's a new it's a, it's also a neutral site game. It's, yeah, you know, different. I mean, this it's is different. about it truly I mean I, I I go on and on about it, and it's, you know, it just it just hurts. It's like, you're, here you are, 25 years old, a bachelor. I mean, I'm 47 with two children, you know, hockey skates and, and such on Saturday. It's a different program. And you're sitting there going, I'm not sure I'm going to go. Right. I mean, yeah, I, uh, I think I will. if the game were at 2.30 or at 7. It's not even a question. That's my point. And you went there, and you're a passionate Missouri fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is a real thing. But I under- hardcore fans go, well, you go no matter what. I understand if you're a hardcore fan. Yeah, you do. But to grow a program, it, it, it has to be easier for people who are casual fans. It's just the way that it works. You know, I mean, but... I don't know. I mean, I'm exhausted. I feel like I'm barking at them. And it doesn't matter. It's not like this is Missouri's fault. It's just the way that it is. Yeah, it's just the nature of the beast to an extent. Ah, uh, yeah. It gets me worked up. It gets me worked up. And, of course, the Kentucky game is at night. But I understand. And that's, right. in, that's, in, that's in Lexington, for the record. A lot of road games at night. A lot of home games at 11. Sucks. Yeah, it that's, does. That sucks. And, uh, you're talking about me. Like, yeah, I'm 25, went to Mizzou, live in St. Louis. There's probably a bunch of people like me, whether it be in St. Louis or Kansas City or Chicago or whatever it is, who want to make the trip down. But logistically, it's difficult if you want to have the full college experience. Where Which you, is tailgating. Tailgating. And if you're getting, the, if you're waking if you, up at If all you care about is watching the game, period, you'd be better served to be at home. Agreed. But if you want the experience, you can't get that at home. No. So then you tailgate. Hence the two thirty, three, six, seven kickoff. And that's why Missouri gets banged. Yep. You know, now this game is not nearly as glamorous as it once looked. I don't want to, I mean, so you don't like it, I don't care. I mean, LSU's three and two and falling out of the top 25, even though they might be a great team. You know, I think if Missouri had their schedule, they probably would be three and two as well. Um, but it doesn't have the same appeal that it once did from the LSU recognition. And Missouri's in a t- and Missouri's in a no win from the national perception. Right, follow me here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, Missouri lost. Missouri lost to a down LSU team. Missouri beats LSU. Well, LSU must be really down this year. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah, it's uh, that's how it goes. Well, same thing when they beat LSU 
2020. Well, that was accurate. Sure, but it's still being a brand. It's being a brand, but my point is I'm not sure that LSU is a bad team. They lost in the final seconds at Oxford against a team that was top 15 up until losing to Alabama. Yeah. You know? And they lost to Florida State, a team that might be in the college football playoff. It's not like LSU's fumble effing around against South Carolina and Vanderbilt. No. You know what I certainly, mean? Certainly, yeah. It's a different, it's much different than it was in 2020. Right. 2020, you know, got a guy whacked. Certainly. <laughs> some off, off campus activity. Yeah. But yeah, Jay. I'm all worked up now. Now I'm all worked. This is what happened last week when Taylor Twelman was on. And then I apologize. I was all worked up. Now yeah. I'm going to be all worked up again. I, I'll cool you off in the next segment. What, like a Cardinal offseason question? <laughs> no. I can go down that route if you'd like. <laughs> all right. Uh, we will break. It is Balloon Party driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and on YouTube. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. We're on 101 ESPN and on the Air Alliance Team Studio Cams. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Taylor Twelman joining us, coming up at 1035, presented by Together Credit Union. And ladies and gentlemen, it's time for question two of the Little Piddles Half and Half, presented by the wonderful people at the Angry Beaver. It is, Tim. And we're going to get right back in to the old Half and Half how about right now? MLB yeah. has surpassed... Total delay tactic right there. Something wasn't up on your computer. Um, well, I have no... This is... Uh, I'm using my mobile device, hmm. and that's how I use it. This little peek behind the curtain, folks. Yeah, it was. They I probably use. got a chance to see it if they're watching on the yeah. uh, Air Alliance team camera. Right. Mm. Oh, man. Where do I want to go? All right, we'll go with this one. MLB has surpassed their attendance record in 2023, having the most amount of people go through the gates since 1993. Mm. Mm. Why do you think that we've seen a spike in attendance across baseball while TV ratings for the back half of the season were down? Furthermore, it's even more impressive that this number is happening considering the two New York teams, Boston and St. Louis, were out of playoff contention. Uh, Baseball... Uh, said a lot of it has to do with uh, the playoff format, which I'm sure is the case because a bunch of teams were still in it. Mm, Didn't necessarily activate the people in Miami, but uh, all over the place you had teams in it, minus here and a handful of other places. Personally, I'm going to ask, this is rhetorical to the people. Sure. It includes you, sir. Oh, I love being the people. If someone were able to give you hundred dollars right now on the spot. You can't look at your phone. Can't look online. Could you fill out if I gave you a bracket of the MLB playoffs, the teams in the blank spaces? I could not. Okay. I could not either. Right. And I probably could have last year. Probably, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Because the Cardinals were in it. Yep. But my level of interest in it has declined. Now, just because it's like when I'll go, oh, I really want the, car, the the Missouri game to be at 7 o'clock. Well, actually, it turns out my son has a soccer game at 10, and it works out better for me. That's, that's great. Good enough and care less! It's about the greater good. Yeah. So, I recognize that my preference for the regular season having greater value by winning a division or a league, as was the case pre-divisions, is antiquated. It would reduce top-line revenue, and so it's not going to happen. 
But my issue is you play for six full months with a handful of off days, 162 times, and then you just go into a little tournament. And you better hope you have two good games, because if not, your season's over. And it's going to be cold. And you're playing, in, unless you're in a retractable roof or a warm weather city, totally different conditions if you get to the World Series. Yeah. Personally, it has decreased my interest in the game. But I also recognize that you present this data, and hey, there was an increase in attendance. Now, that's attendance. Television ratings, as you mentioned, there was an indirect correlation. My thought would be that cities that normally didn't have teams in it had them in it, and that activated them. Right. Uh, because you didn't have the Cardinals, the Yankees, the Red Sox. Uh, who else that's normally in there isn't in there? I feel like there's an obvious one, but I can't think of it. I feel like there was another stalwart. I mean, the Mets are obviously a big, they're not necessarily a powerhouse. They were good last year. But you had a bunch of cities that haven't had success be in it. I mean, the Reds didn't make it, but they were in it up until Saturday. Yeah, the Cubs were kind of messing around, but for the most part. But if you're talking about a year over year, if you're going from, you know, a super low total to all the way at the end of the year, cities that had had low totals and now a substantial increase because their their teams were in it, that helps explain it. I think the, the short shorter game certainly is a bigger factor. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, then you pointed that. Well, then what about the television ratings going down? I don't know. So on the, on the television ratings, it's important for me to note that that is national broadcast of games. It's not necessarily all the local broadcast. It's national. And that's broadcast. the way that the games. You know, it's a regional game now. Right. Totally. So when you have these big brand names, Yankees, Mets, Red Sox, to a lesser extent, the Cardinals, out of it, those national games may not feature big brand names, and that maybe not. That doesn't get the the casual fan who might not have an uh, allegiance to any team to tune in. So if the Yankees and Red Sox, which is usually a Sunday night staple that does a lot of big numbers for ESPN, isn't there, well, it's not crazy to think the numbers are going to go down. So, yeah, I don't know. The correlation is interesting. I don't know if it works hand in hand. but Indirect correlation. Indirect correlation, certainly. And uh, either way, I think it's safe to say that the rule changes are a big part of contributing to both the spike. I think the bigger thing is is how many teams get in the playoffs. Hmm. You know, I mean, and I get it. I don't blame them for doing it. I just, you know, I, I like 2022 was a great season for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. But I think if you ask people now or five years from now, I don't think it will be considered that. Why? Because of 30 hours... <laughs> There on a Friday and Saturday against the Phillies. Yep. Yep. And I'm not even talking about Albert Pujols hitting 700 home runs. Certainly that contributed to it. That was a really good team. Oh, yeah. It's a really good team. But because of 30 hours in October, it's just... And I'm talking about not combined 30 hours. It's probably six hours. And I just... I, You play 162 games. For me, that just... It doesn't do it for me. Yeah. But I, I also recognize, again, I keep presenting this, I know that I am in the minority. I prefer to have the regular season have some value. Yeah, I, it's actually, it's interesting because we talk so often about baseball. Or additional and, value, I should say, because it clearly has value. Sure. But it's a tournament. It becomes a tournament. That's why I'm not, I can't get as in college basketball as you are. I'm oh. thrilled Dennis Gates has a great recruiting class coming. But boy, I hope they have a good, you know, right. 40 minutes when time rolls around in March. No doubt. And I think when we talk about baseball and like the younger crowd maybe falling out of love with it and it might not be doing as well, it's such a, Catch-22, because they would benefit, obviously, from less games, making each game more important in a smaller playoff field, but that takes away money in right. the short term. But in the long term, if they continue down this path, the money might not be there for as long as they think it will, 
and possibly going shorter on both sides. So it, it might be a situation where they're looking so much short-sighted. I'm not in the meetings. Me and Rob Manfred don't have weekly calls where I know all I, the numbers. I still think you do. But right. Okay. But like it is, it does seem a tad short sighted because like 162 games is ridiculous to get fans emotionally invested in one of 162. Yeah, you can win a division and, and you're you're done, done in two days, right? I right. just you know, I mean, hey, whatever, it's that's the deal. But I, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm presenting something that is important to me, but you know, the data would suggest that most people enjoy it. So yeah. why would why in the world would they switch it? This yeah. is not this is not like my populist television take. You know, I'm <laughs> right. in the minority on this and I recognize it. Jackson, you don't happen to have a third question. I do. You do. You do. I do. Okay. It's a little bit of a quick hitter. It's a, I'm going to try to cool you off. Okay. I'm going to try to cool you off. When discussing wagering, I feel like the most difficult thing to do is forget what happened the week prior. How much, a fa- how much of a factor is the week prior on both sides of the coin, both undervaluing and overvaluing teams? And why is it so difficult for people to forget about that week prior? Uh, well, it's because the thing that they saw most recently, and then if you consume sports media, right. especially in football, you have five or six days usually in which people react and hyperbolize what just took place. Right. And if you recognize that that, that is BS um, and error, and by error I mean people who you know just are t- talking nonsense and they read something else and now they're using it in their own words and plagiarizing it, um, albeit perhaps not illegally, but just kind of taking opinions and then passing them off their own, then you can look at it and go, okay, well, hold on a second here. So I look at LSU and I go, they're not a bad team. Right. I, I, if, I were, if I were setting that line, I would have set it right where it got set. Because again, Missouri's played a relative to LSU an easier schedule. Mm-hmm. People, but they're ranked higher. Well, they're ranked higher because they haven't lost. Right. LSU has to play Florida State and Ole Miss in Ole Miss, and they had to play Arkansas and, and Baton Rouge and and Mississippi State, Mississippi State. But then, the, what's the narrative around LSU? Boy, Brian Kelly in trouble. I'm like, but that doesn't mean the team is bad, right? And so you have to you have to essentially ignore. The BS yeah. that, that's just people coming in and doing a podcast or tweeting or filling a show with a bunch of nonsense. Do you watch the games? How much are you aware of the numbers? Because the numbers actually determine it. And the guys who know the numbers move the lines. Yeah. So, yeah, th- if anything, that's an edge for a gambler that's to recognize yeah. the prisoner of the moment phenomenon. Um, Dolphins Bills was a prime example. Uh, that was one of my circa millions plays. Yeah, was, Dolph- and I, I would gather people lost a lot of money this weekend. I would guess. Oh yeah, it was a big fade the public weekend. Was it? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The I mean, Chiefs thing had to be an absolute debacle, especially considering Mahomes slid at the three and he could have covered there. Yeah, but that's again, that's a weird looking line. And people immediately are like, wow, that's free money. Well, if it's a weird-looking oh, line, God. those are usually in the, in the NFL, absolutely. Yeah. Vegas I, I, absolutely. I say absolutely 75% of the time ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, this is – but but is, is math is not as stimulating to convey to the public as screaming about something, even if you don't mean it, and doing WWE theater. Right, right. You like, know, and calling for people's jobs, even if, you know, you don't know your ass from a hole in the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, and that was a probably, like, the Chiefs Jets thing. Oh, Taylor Swift's going to be in attendance. Full send on the Chiefs. Kelsey anytime touchdown. All this stuff. It's like that, but that doesn't matter. You know, all that stuff is window dressing that they want you to think, and they give you all these props about you know here's all these Chiefs props. If they're telling you we're giving you all this money if you bet the Chiefs, you should probably bet the Jets. It's uh, it's strange. I mean, Eagles Commanders. Yeah, that was Commanders one. just got worked over at home by the Bills. What do you do? You go and take the Eagles. Yep. 
yep. defending NFC champions, and it goes to overtime. Yep. And what happens? The commanders cover. It's a gross little business. It's yeah. very interesting but if, if you, you follow know. it closely. Yeah, but if you know it, yeah. if you can work it, be Yeah, profitable. you just got to get comfortable doing something that is totally counterintuitive right. from a wagering standpoint. All right, we'll break. Uh, Taylor Twelman joining us on the other side of the break. A city has wrapped up the Western Conference. Looking forward to getting his perspective on what is to come now that we know they are the one seed in the West. Taylor Twelman next presented to you by Together Credit Union. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis actor and Alton Toyota on the Air Alliance cameras on YouTube and 101 ESPN. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're heading down to the pitch to talk soccer and City SC with Taylor Twelman. This is Talking with Twelman on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by Together Credit Union. Check out Together Credit Union CD options. Visit togethercu.org. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN, driven by Monganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. And we are up on YouTube, the Air Alliance team cameras capturing all the magic. It is our pleasure to welcome to the program, presented by Together Credit Union, ladies and gentlemen, the great Taylor Twelman. Morning, Taylor. Hey, buddy. How are you? Western Conference. How do you do? What do you think? I am uh, stunned. Unbelievable. Crazy to think 30-some-odd games that St. Louis City was the best team in the West, but yet here we are, buddy. They did it. Unreal. And uh, it was a hell of a weekend for which it to happen with a scoreless game at the half and then just an absolute bum rush on Sporting Kansas City. And let me tell you something. Uh, there were some goals that were things of beauty in that second half. Uh, what did you think of what we saw on Saturday night at City Park? Well, City Park won me over with the Wizard of Oz TIFO uh, before the game, my man. So yeah, you play the music that? of Wizard of Oz. You're not you in Kansas anymore. Tifo, like, yeah, but listen, St. Louis is the city that raised me, but Boston's the city that made me anything out of spite, animosity, I'm in. I loved it. <laughs> I loved everything about it. And then to top it off to win the number one seed in the West against your rival in the manner they did, with the goals that Klaus scored and everything else, it's just been a real complete season with a few ups and downs, which is rightfully, you know, done and, and kind of fits the narrative of Major League Soccer. But um, it, they put on a show the last 15 minutes of that game. And it leads to uh, the Western Conference one seed LAFC losing. And there you go. Uh, nobody can catch him. Nobody can catch Cincinnati either. So they win the supporter shield. Let's talk about some short term and then let's get to the playoffs. Kind of a weird spot here now. A lot of time in between now and the playoffs. Uh, and then also uh, how they will handle these games. So let's start with the game 
in Vancouver. Is in your opinion, it'll be a, a rotation game with the international break and being off this weekend as well. How does Carnell handle the 21st? Uh, if it's a rotation squad in Vancouver, and then two and a half weeks until the next game, then another week until game one of round one. How does the team manage to keep its sharpness, uh, carrying it over from the win against Sporting Kansas City? It's not easy. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I, I mean, I know how I would handle the Vancouver game. I would rotate anyone that's got any kind of knock or anyone that doesn't really love playing on turf. I'm not playing them. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver's turf is not the best, so I'm definitely not doing that. I think Bradley Cardinal yesterday in the media uh, said that he is going to give them four days off and then find a way to play a game before the 21st to try to keep them sharp. The hardest part will not be the 21st. The hardest part will be after the 21st, how do you manage the emotions? How do you manage the expectations? You know, that's where the Tim Parkers and the MLS experienced players that have played in the playoffs, that's where they're going to come in handy. But you got to learn from what the New England Revolution did in 2021 and they won the Supporter Shield. They won the rec, set the record for most points. They didn't have a game for almost two weeks because of Thanksgiving and whatnot. And they didn't manage that well. I think you've got to really look around some examples to see how you can find the middle ground. But you've got to make sure the players are sharp and fit. What would your ideal matchup be? for City in the first round. I mean, it could be uh, one of a, a, a few teams here. A uh, buddy of mine texted me and says, Dallas scares the hell out of him. Both games against them this year were weird. What is your opinion on the ideal matchup and maybe the one that you would prefer that they avoid? Um, I don't actually have an opinion of that yet because I want to still see where this ends up. I will answer your buddy's text, though. The first game of FC Dallas, that is actually a notch against against Bradley Carnell. The weather, the storm, all of that threw it for a loop. But when they came back to that, if you remember, Tim, they were on a real run. Yeah. And he changed the lineup. And I think Bradley post-game was like, you know what? I, I think internally was like, I may have overmanaged that or whatnot. I don't think FC Dallas scares uh, St. Louis City. They shouldn't. Um, I don't think St. Louis City should have a preference. The game's at City Park. The first round, though, is different. It's the first team to win two, and so it puts the real pressure on the home team to make sure you win that first game. And so I think St. Louis City just needs to make sure they take care of business at home and use City Park to their advantage. I don't think as of today uh, there's an opponent that suits them more because no matter what, they're going to try to make them uncomfortable at home. Uh, something that was interesting that was said by uh, the DeSmet product and the coach of Cincinnati, uh, and that is that the supporter shield has surpassed the MLS Cup in terms of relevance. What is your opinion on what he had to say there? Well, Pat Noonan, I, I mean, I've known Pat since we were five together, right? We're teammates uh, all growing up through grade school, went to grade school together, then obviously uh, had real success together here in New England, although, although we lost three MLS Cups in a row together. I will say this, um, that tone is now all of a sudden creeping up a little bit more in the technical staffs around Major League Soccer. However, my rebuttal to this was on Twitter, and I would say this to Pat. The star above the crest is still for MLS Cup. And my comparison to anyone listening that may not be 
completely informed on the Major League Soccer level. It's no different than the NHL President's Trophy versus Stanley Cup. You know, the St. Louis Blues aren't walking around celebrating their President's Trophy when they're all playing golf by Memorial Day in May. That's just (laughs) how it is, right? So I, I, I do think that once Major League Soccer gets to 30 teams, once Major League Soccer maybe has a more balanced schedule of some sort, then Pat Noonan's point is relevant. But I think he misused the word relevant versus significant. I do think the supporter shield is more significant five years ago versus 10 years ago. But the star above the crest is for MLS Cup. And so my rebuttal to that statement is the owners, the fans, and the history books they're going to remember MLS Cup more so than the Supporters' Shield at this time. Uh, Taylor Twelman with us every Tuesday here on Balloon Party, 101 ESPN, and on our YouTube channel, 101 ESPN. Taylor is presented to you by Together Credit Union. And what a season it has been, and the playoffs are just about to get going here. Uh, I talked about this with you when it was more, spec, uh, you know, kind of like looking ahead. Like, all right, speculative with, well, what's it going to be like? Now you know one seed. Uh, historically, how much has home field adma- advantage meant in the MLS playoffs. I mean, you've talked about how the fans in City Park have become one of the biggest stars of the 2023 season. Historically, is home field advantage as impactful as uh, as it certainly feels when you're watching, or does the data show that in the whole scheme of things, it it doesn't matter as much? Certainly, of course, one thing you know, the higher-seeded team has the home field, so then one would logically assume that they may be the better team but I'm curious how it actually plays out. Um, I mean, historically, I mean, data will, is a little convoluted, Tim. They've changed the playoffs so many times with expansion and whatnot. So you can't really go by the data. You've kind of got to go by what you've seen over the last five, six years, especially when Major League Soccer playoffs went to the one-off games. The one-off games, absolutely 100%. Home field advantage matters. And especially if you're LAFC at BMO Stadium, if you're Atlanta in front of 70,000, if you're St. Louis City in City Park with 22,000 standing up for the entire 90 minutes, good luck trying to beat them in that environment. Now, this year, the only caveat is there's no extra time when they tie. It goes straight to penalties. So it does put the onus on the home team to take care of business because teams can surprise the, the, the better team from the regular season at home if they can survive one game, get it to the penalty shootout, and then anything can happen. Then home field advantage, sure, it's an impact, but not nearly as it is in the 90-plus minutes. But make no mistake about it, in the one-off playoff game, absolutely home field advantage matters. There it is, Taylor Twelman talking it over here as St. Louis City SC clinches the Western Conference in its expansion year. What an incredible story. They will be the focal point for many in the St. Louis sports world here, hopefully for what could be a two-plus month run to December 9th in the MLS Cup. Taylor Twelman every Tuesday on 101 ESPN presented to you by Together Credit Union. Taylor, always enjoy it, man. Thanks so much for the time. Looking forward to next week as well.
No problem, brother. Be good. Thanks. You too. That's Taylor Twelman with us here on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by Together Credit Union. Your thoughts on what he had to say? 314-399-9646. Air Comfort Service text line. Miss anything? Go back and podcast via the Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers podcast. It is 1046 in St. Louis, and that is a Clarkson Jewelers time check. We'll take a break. Come back. Read your text on the Taylor Twelman conversation and wrap up the Little Piddles Angry Beaver Half and half for Tuesday, October 3rd in St. Louis on 101 ESPN and on YouTube. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. This is Balloon Party 101 ESPN, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. About oh, eight more minutes, then it's BK and Ferrario at the top of the hour. If you miss anything, go podcasting. You can podcast TMASTL. I mean, we got the app. We got a whole app dedicated to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can watch it anytime you want on YouTube, youtube.com slash TMASTL. And then Jackson and also, I also do the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Uh, so, we're doing four hours plus a day, plus sound stories. Hey! Listen, people don't want to admit it, but we are humble workhorses. Humble workhorses. We won't tell you. In a way, though, is that a bit of an oxymoron? Hmm. Like if we're saying we're humble workhorses, I mean, if we're just workhorses who are humble, we probably wouldn't mention the part that we're... I know, but the paradox is we're honesty in media. So to say anything oh. but that would be disingenuous. Okay, no, I And I'm you. not in the business of, of being disingenuous. No, and we don't kink shame. Do you have any other questions on this Little Piddles uh, Angry Beaver half and half for Tuesday, October 3rd, as we look so glorious on YouTube? We do. Trevor Bauer is back in the news. After- oh, this is a story that gets my Irish up. Yeah. This is a story that gets my Irish up, brother. Yeah. Trevor Bauer is back in the news after he released a video and tweeting out all the details involved in his sexual assault allegations. What do you make of the Trevor Bauer saga? What do you think about the trend of people all over the accused and then their innocence, when applicable, falls on deaf ears? Well, Jackson... Uh, it's it's 10.53, and I'm going to do my best to, to condense this into six minutes. Uh, I ask, and maybe people can text it in if they would like, how many of you were aware of the Trevor Bauer allegations in 2021? And then my part two of the question would be, how many of you watched the video Trevor Bauer posted yesterday on Twitter? For three minutes and 50 seconds showing text messages from the lady who accused him and also a video allegedly from the lady who accused him smiling while he was sleeping next to her uh, the morning after the alleged incident that got him suspended from baseball for more than a couple of years and it it reminds me a bit of the Duke lacrosse case, 2006, something that, honestly, I was doing radio at the time, doing TMA still, uh, and I remember saying, and I don't know if I would have said it now. I don't know. I don't know. I just remember saying it then. I said, something doesn't doesn't feel right about this one. Mm-hmm. Say, I feel the same way about the Mel Tucker thing, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be unpopular. Label me, whatever. Fine. I mean, I got to be honest with people. Uh, the Bauer one, I didn't know. All I knew is he was adamant And one of the things he said that uh, his accuser has no way to possibly pay him as much as he spent on defending himself, but he didn't care. It wasn't about money. It was about defending himself. And in the discovery process, they got the text messages 
And in those text messages, his accuser said, the guy I'm meeting has a net worth of $51 million. Her friend responds, you better get that bag, which means get that money. And she says, I already am planning on it. I'm going into full horror mode, as in the W version, not our Halloween version. And uh, my goal is to get him to choke me out. So it was a plan. And then she makes the accusations uh, and he fights it. Most people, as is the case, court of public opinion, he's convicted and Major League Baseball and the Dodgers part ways with him. So what has he been doing? He's been pitching overseas in Asia the last year. Uh, Then he, on Twitter, provides this information. I mean, it wasn't just him saying it. He had the shots of it and he had the video of it. They settle. She doesn't get a dollar from him. And uh, and still, his reputation, I would imagine for most people, oh, isn't he the guy who sexually assaulted right, somebody? It's, it's, See what I'm it's, saying? It's over, yeah. I, I hate this crap. Now, I don't have a solution to it. You know, something that was, you know, a, a tenth of a percentage point as far as impact goes was how we saw a false story regarding Patrick Cantley and his hat right. turn into the story of the Ryder Cup, which then led to Rory McIlroy getting pissed because Joe LaCava, his caddy, celebrated with the hat gesture to the crowd on Saturday afternoon in Rome. And that also was a byproduct of misinformation and group thought and people being scared to saying, hold on a second, maybe this doesn't necessarily add up. It was one guy tweeting it and then it just became truth. So imagine how many things we are told are truthful that may in fact not may not be true. If you think about how little wildfires in the world of sports turn out to be truths that when upon further review were BS the whole time things that actually matter to people's lives as and how they go about existing and supporting their families. So I hate that the accusation receives 10 times the amount of attention as the exoneration. Mm-hmm. I hate that. And Trevor Bauer is just another long member of the list of people who have been accused and then taken out and then says, hold on a second. Look, I was innocent. Here's actually what went on. And it's it's crickets. Yeah. And that that pisses me off. Yeah. Really pisses me off. Yeah. And, and when you talk about like the Duke Cross thing, it's when you and you also look at the court of public opinion if it fits that narrative, something like Duke lacrosse getting in trouble for what they got in trouble for or alleged to, then people are like, yeah, that I could see that. I could see that being the case. Trevor Bauer, I could see that being the case. You know, he's a little bit different. He's quirky and I could see that being the case. And then you're absolutely right. You know, the, the, the headlines when it originally comes up is so sensationalized. And then when the truth eventually does come out uh, in applicable situations, obviously not applicable every time, but when these situations come out and the truth comes out, it is almost always much less covered. Like my, like I search the internet every night for links for both of our shows. Yes, uh, Jackson sends me about 20 stories every day for TMA and for Balloon Party. Yeah, and I look at major news networks, including major sports news networks, and I would say I maybe saw one to two headlines. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like I said, it's 1058 because so I, I could do two hours on this because it, it's something that I really, because it's, it's a bigger, it's a much bigger issue. Right. It's yeah. And how this has come to pass is is in part social media and also in a part a lack of accountability for media passing off truths that are false. Mm-hmm. And 
And that is what you now have. That's why, I mean, it's super random, but the Doug Gottlieb, Freddie Freeman thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, let's effing go. Yeah. Let's go. That's a good call. Because here, take, you know, it's not, I have nothing against Doug Gottlieb. Right. It's the principle of it. If you get something wrong, then you got to own it, man. Right. Consequences it's, to what you say. Absolutely. Because yeah. it is defamatory. The issue with, you know, one of the only law classes I took was communications law. And one of the toughest elements for it, and I'm sure a lot of attorneys who are listening would agree with this, when it comes to a slander suit um, or a libel suit, is the thing you have to prove is malicious intent. Well, that's tough to prove. Yeah. That's tough to prove. Right. I would say malicious intent is going to get that bag, as she said, yeah, that and then making that up. But they settled and moved on. But he at least got to say his side of the story. And for him, that's all he cared about. But how much damage goes to his reputation? And then if you want to get into it, you know, he's already $51 million. I don't feel like I'm going to feel sorry for his net worth. But how much money do you lose for Major League Baseball and the Dodgers for what took place? That's just infuriates me. And I just see this crap going on all the time. There's no accountability. People with their dog avatars on Twitter and taking people out. Yeah, it gets me going. Anyway, I gotta go. Uh, BK and Ferrario are coming up for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and on YouTube. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.